Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. Hello again, and this is No Church Answers, and this is podcast number 300. That is really hard to believe. And with only a few exceptions, we have been doing this podcast every week since March 29th of 2017. You know, we've gone through a few iterations. We began as Man Up, a spiritual oasis for men. But in September 22, we changed the title to No Church Answers to bring it in line with our TV show. And because it sounded cool. So uh, we picked up our game. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about that and more on this special 300th podcast. We're so glad that we've that you've joined us. Like most of the time, we're coming to you from Sugarland Baptist Church in Sugarland, Texas, which if you grab a globe, spin it around, uh, you'll find it just southwest of Houston, which is in the southeast part of Texas. Our studio walls are bedecked with balloons and streamers, and that's right, we've got non-alcohol bubbly up here, too. And at this time, I'm going to introduce the fellows who are all in black tie and tails, going around the table. He is a former journalist, policy analyst, and a part-time professional gambler. He's also the producer of the show, Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, 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 um... That's a snazzy top hat you're wearing, Bill. It, it goes well with your white gloves I can see and his hair through the hat. cane. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Not the kind of cane you're thinking about, folks. So uh, just don't ask me to tap dance. That is not going to happen. Uh, he is a retired prosecutor, a one-time jammer in a Christian rock band. We call him the judge, Michael Cropper. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Thank you. Hi, guys. <laughs> And he is an industrial strength corporate trainer instructor. That's why we call him the professor. But he's also our in-house theologian, Robert Koshu. Hey, Robert. And I'm your host, Bill Cox, writer, filmmaker, retired contractor, and sales engineer. Not necessarily in that order. Um, now it's about this time in our usual podcast where we begin the week's scripture lesson, but... Given this is a festive occasion, we're going to go and change the program up, and we're going to talk about doing 300 podcasts over six and a half years. And I'm going to I'm going to start with the professor. I can just say one word, and that's wow. You know, uh, five and a half years. I never would have thought we'd be here. Six, well, six years now, over six years, um, doing this six years later. Um, a lot of changes in our life. You'll hear a lot about that. We're going to talk about some of our favorite moments from previous podcasts. Listen to some clips along the way. Most importantly, I hope over the past six and a half years, and by the way, we're going to continue. I really hope we've been able to encourage you, and I hope we continue to do that, because that's really why we do this week by week. Bill? Michael Cropper, Judge. <laughs> Folks, uh, I, I'm glad to be here. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell you just a little bit about why I like this particular podcast. Now, God has blessed me. When I met the three colleagues here I'm with now Lord, uh, in, the, in the podcast, because they have a similar interest to study God's word 
in a very, very practical manner. Bill? Excellent. Uh, Steve Titch. Who knew uh, we'd be doing this uh, so long? We just kind of started, and and I think it became kind of a, a, a Wednesday activity for us. Uh, in a way, uh, in a way of a way of service, a way of both uh, serving and worshiping, but also uh, provide you know sharing that with uh, the with whoever tunes in. So it's been a it's been really a lot of fun, and I know I've grown in my faith definitely, uh, and a lot of it is due to these weekly podcasts we do. You know, I really like touching my history. Uh, I go to my. Uh, alumni gatherings, high school reunions, that kind of stuff, just to touch the history and see how far you've gone and 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 be there and minister to the people that you actually grew up with, you started out with. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, we know that many of our current listeners joined us a, a few years after we started. So Robert put together a clip montage of some memorable moments. Hey, welcome everybody. This is the very first podcast of Man Up. A spiritual oasis for men. Man Up, spiritual oasis for men studio at Sugarland Baptist Church. Uh, kind of our uh, resident theologian, uh, Robert Koshu. We call him the professor. He's an attorney. And but he's also a prosecutor, so he could defend you or he could throw the book at you. That's we call him the judge. Michael Cropper is here. He is a world class policy writer, but also a bit of a professional gambler. That's Mr. Steve Titch. And my name is Bill Cox. I'm basically a sales guy. I am the director of the Man Up class, but I'm a writer and actor. Uh, is what I do on the side. So, well, good. Hello, everyone. It's Steve. It's here again, um, calling in from uh, rehab. Rehabilitation Center in Katy. In this room, I've had the closest friendships with since then, which is, which is, in some ways, kind of a sad comment. Um, I either got friends who knew me from high school, or friends who know me from the last couple of years, who I really feel comfortable being around. Faith is a muscle that needs to be exercised, and this is kind of like uh, men. Iron sharpening iron. And oh, I was afraid you were going to ask me first. I am currently outside of the not currently frozen tundra of Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hi, everybody. I've been in Washington, D.C. for the Association for Talent Development International Conference and Exposition all week, and we finished our conference up today. So I thought, what a more appropriate place to call in to the Mana podcast than the National Mall. I'm sitting. Uriah in the story, obviously, 2 Samuel uh, 11, and uh, man, didn't he get hosed. It's time for the Man Up Podcast. A spiritual oasis for men. Hey, we're not pastors, just regular guys. Dr. Templeton goes... Anything violent with a high body count. That's it. Was that it? Yeah. it in. Right. <laughs> it also reminds us that no job is too low. Every one of us, no matter what we're doing. When we're serving the Lord with all our heart, we can still have our weaknesses and fall and stumble, right? I mean, it, 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 this is great. 
And this is what all of us have is in our hearts. This that's, right here. But this is our ideal, which we want to do all the time. But it's it, it's, it's not, not a straight line. It's a journey. Sometimes you're yes. on course. Sometimes you're not. And this is why it's a favorite of mine. Jesus heals him, steps back, and watches the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to mine. We're going to hear the opinion of the panel here before I have to chime in. <laughs> so you know what? Pretty good chance I'm going to weasel out on a lot of this stuff. Well, so. in, in poker, they call that in position. The best <laughs> advantage you can have. You get to act last. This is going to go way beyond that. We've talked about it. You've kind of, I think Steve said, you know, we, we've kind of, we've danced around a lot of cultural issues. We've had some discussion over some of them. Mm -hmm. But we are going to drive the Mack truck through the wall <laughs> and really confront well, I'm glad the cultural issues. <laughs> because we have to. I think we forget that grace is renewed in the morning and then the worries can be set aside and just let it be renewed. And uh, I just want to set up a little introduction to this to the scriptures that we see here and we're going to look at later. I just want to go ahead and um, inform you, give you a little bit of uh, perspective of what happened this last week? We had Hurricane Harvey dumped 50 inches plus of water, which is equivalent to a one year's worth of precipitation in the Houston area in a mere three days. You've been listening to Man Up. You want Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. The time warp that we're in is kind of like BC before COVID, DC during COVID, and AC after COVID. And so using that scale, basically, I think we're right between DC during COVID and on our way to AC after COVID. And and I'm saying that as someone who's about to get my second shot uh, tomorrow. So uh, anyway. I'm not, you know, I, I wouldn't describe myself as AC, DC. Elijah does one of my favorite scenes in the Bible where he confronts the prophets of Baal up on Mount Carmel. And, you know, and, and my favorite part is he, you go first, pick your own calf, you know, and they're sitting there dancing around, slicing themselves, doing the whole deal. And, and I just, I picture Elijah sitting there just leaning back with his head behind the, Hey, y'all a little louder. Maybe he didn't hear you. Oh, you're not you're dancing right. right. You better dance better. He, you know, heckled kind of, he, he heckled them. Oh, yeah, them. taunting them the whole time. <laughs> he could not accept the miracle of the cross. And, and that's kind of sad. Mm -hmm. And and uh, they're all there. And then on the other on the other side of the coin, you have people who say, there's no such thing as sin. The Holy Spirit made me do it. You won't be forgiven. Well, all right, Bill. I say, and the word of the Lord comes to Deborah, and she says, tell him to get off his butt. <laughs> Story of Deborah and jail. They were women of action. They, they were not, as I said, they were not there to procreate or to pass the line on. They were there to defend the nation and, and defend God's people and stand up for God. They were chosen by God. So I'm going to do this. Bill, but go ahead and buzz me. Because, yeah. because ironically, there will be a few more church answers in this one than there have been in others. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is No Church Answers. On behalf of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, 
Robert Koshu. My name is Bill Cox. Thanks so much for tuning in. And don't take any church answers. You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. (laughs) Excellent. And that's just a taste. We'll be playing some more as we talk about some of our favorite and most popular episodes. But before we do that, let's talk about how far we've come. Back in the day, uh, I was uh, the director of Man Up, uh, Oasis, Spiritual Oasis for Men, Sunday school class. And it was so awesome. And uh, I thought, hey, I I just have to get this out. And I was just starting to listen to podcasts. And so I thought, how awesome would this be? And I just kind of threw it up to the fellows that were in the class then. And uh, and we, we tossed it around, and I couldn't get my mind off of it. I thought, I thought what a great idea. And, uh, and then we got a new pastor called. And you know how it is when you get new leadership in? <laughs> if you don't have anything accomplished that you want to start, you need to start it before they get here because then you can say you were grandfathered in. See, I didn't know him. I didn't know what he would think of it. And so I thought, hey, let's roll. We're starting next week. And we started the week before the pastor got here. And to show you how awesome it was, I went to Half Price Books. I bought a book on podcasting. And I went to Walmart and got a recorder. And so my total investment before we got the website and stuff up, the just the production expense, about seventy-one dollars. That much. I, <laughs> I, I actually thought that you, thought you you, you I thought you dug that recorder out of a drawer or something. I did too. I thought he pulled it out of the garbage. <laughs> actually, they're in that big a demand. They had all the dust in it from Walmart. Nobody nobody wanted them, you know. And and I had the lofty goal. I read somewhere whereas podcasts, if they make it past ten. They're mm-hmm. successful. And so I thought, okay, we got this. Uh, it'll cost me about $7 a podcast <laughs> if we get 10 of them. <laughs> so it's amortized now. It's like maybe, what, seven-tenths of a cent or something? Right, yeah. We've spent a little more money than that. Yeah, we've gone. Actually, if you come in now, you'd see... I, I wouldn't quite call it a, a, a fancy studio, but we've got and mics and pop filters. We're, we're, we, we would impress anybody who came in. We've got, we've, we're on our second mixer. Go, no, go ahead. Was when you brought that little recorder and we recorded, what, 50? We never skipped a beat. It never went out on us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was right. amazing. Yeah. It was a Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a And the for what moment for me happened. So I ended up in this because I was on <laughs> sabbatical from the youth department because I had taught up there for like 14 years. My youngest kid graduated, and I looked at our youth minister and I said, I need a year off. And she was kind of like, as long as you promise you'll come back. Okay, Debbie, I'll come back. So I was in here, and during that time, we were doing different things, and I suggested we do a John Maxwell book, Life at Work. And so we started the podcast with the last two episodes of Life at Work. And we're to, and it's basically John Maxwell's book on how your faith has to impact your work life. So 
man, this is what man up is all about. How do I do my faith at work? Okay. So we come in and we do two podcasts on that. And I'm going, and and after Bill's idea, I'm like, this, this actually works. I kind of like this. And then we were trying, okay, so we're going to do that. I would just do whatever the Sunday school doing. And they threw down the book of Genesis. And we just all kind of went, oh. And then about three in, Mike describes the aquarium. We end up right. going through the oh, flood. Oh, oh. We bring in a specialist on disaster recovery who talks about that. And by the end of it, I'm kind of going, okay, this actually really does work no matter what the scripture is. And we've kind of proven that out because we did that. We, we, we ended up putting Nehemiah in as a project manager. You know, you know what I rem- actually <laughs> remember? This is how far back. Remember when we did the Genesis podcast? I knew right. that expert was there. You know, we, we think, you know, all those biblical movies show them coming out of the ark and the sun is yeah. rising, the rainbows up there, the whatever birds somehow are singing. But he pointed out that after a flood, and, and we know this in, in Houston, it's huh. muddy. There are dead things everywhere. everywhere and the smell is horrible. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Right. And that, but, it, but, and, and then, you know, we took Nehemiah, and Nehemiah becomes a project plan. And we kind of bounce around and we go through Daniel and, and you know, we, we've, we have bounced all over the Bible as far as what we've done. And we've done a couple of special book studies we'll talk about. But, but the fact that we've managed to not only bring our tech stuff, but in, in honesty, if you go back and start listening to our long-term podcast, you know, we, we dig, we, we have learned how to peel an onion literally, as a group, and to get down to kernels of truth within each of the mm-hmm. different scriptures we're looking at. And not only that, but one of the things I, li- I listened, because I listened to a lot of them in the past couple of weeks, is how practical we've always tried to make our podcast to, to men who are going about doing their daily business. And I think that that is really what this has been all about. And, you know, one thing that has changed, though, when we started Man of Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast by uncommon men for uncommon men. And we had a bunch of women listen to us <laughs> and they would be writing in and stuff. So as we evolved to No Church Answers, although we are definitely, we're four guys, we're, you know, we're definitely skewed from the man point of view. But it's not exclusively uh, the man point of view. It's a person of faith point of view. And that it seems like we've kind of evolved uh, our, our show uh, from that. And you, and you wouldn't necessarily expect that. Uh, I, honestly, I want to jump right into this, uh, to the next topic. Uh, the live shows we did at, uh, uh, we did at Sugarland. And we also uh, <clears throat> did a couple of other live events. Those are awesome. <laughs> and we get real mileage with people um, because it's not the kind of thing that you get to see very often. And especially in this more secular and polarized environment, people at work don't get to have the kind of discussions that we get to have. And our live events, I the ones that we did were awesome. I'm just sorry that I haven't been able to get us more. I just think that it's just one of those things that's so unique. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, 
you know, deliberately provocative and unexpectedly funny, exactly the way, you know, that we are. Uh, well, and that's it's a lot things. of fun. We can get audience interaction, too. Right, and, right. And a, a different energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, and, and have fun, because if you remember when we've done live events, we always like to do live polling. Yes. So we throw yes. scenarios out, and we had people vote, and I pulled up my trainer hat and did a little tech thing where yeah. they could see their results mm-hmm. on the screen. You know, and, and we did, so we did one of the shows was on kind of a repeat of Adultery, David Bathsheba, we'll talk about that. But what we did is we set a scenario up where your college son and his college girlfriend going to two different schools, very close to each other, wanted to, in quote, do the right thing and get married. But you have always been insistent you should wait till after school to get married. But they were, in quotes again, Tired of waiting, but they uh, wanted to be right. I'm, I have an epilogue. Uh-huh. That, that was a very somewhat prophetic scenario. <laughs> because I'm going to be careful here. For all I know, people will be got listeners. But something very similar happened in real life to some to a married couple I know. Their their <laughs> daughter graduated, mm-hmm. and this daughter, very bright woman. Um, got a scholarship, a two-year paid, whatever they call them in the UK, to Oxford to study. On, oh, wow. Um, yeah. and, <laughs> and she had a boyfriend. And I guess immigration laws being what they were, he couldn't go with her unless they were married, and then they, she, he would be able to be visaed in. <laughs> He'd be able to stay. So... You can imagine being dad in this. Dad is not only now paying for his daughter to spend two years in the UK, he's paying for his daughter and son-in-law. So, but, you know, it but, was... But, but it, it was, was real good. And, it, and we mm-hmm. had a lot of good discussion with the audience about it. And that was one thing I like about the live events. When we have those is we get that discussion back and mm-hmm. forth because, you know call me silly i'm a facilitator it's what i do for a living in my day job and i like having those conversations because because the other part about it is and i think this is the other part that we've been really good at is we we call ourselves no church answers and it really kind of comes from something i had always told the kids when i teach i teach middle school boys which for some reason god lets me enjoy (laughs) but I always tell them that you're not allowed to give me a church answer. And they're always like, what does that mean? And I said, that means that the you have heard these stories, Jonah and the whale, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, a wee little man was he, and all of that <laughs> stuff all your life if you grew up in church. It's time to take those stories and make them your stories. And that means you have to be able to go beyond, well, Jesus said, and I'll pray for you. You have to be able to actually question your faith, which is one of the reasons we'll talk about this. Job became such a big book for us because you had to be able to actually ask questions about your faith to be able to grow your faith. And I think that is really one of the deep pieces we've hit on. You know, one thing uh, I am, for some of you that uh, may or may not know this, I'm a writer, I'm a filmmaker, I've done, I've been a director and cameraman, and I've I've worked tech and everything. We did 26 half-hour TV shows for Preach the Word TV Network. 
And the great thing for me as a person who watches people through the little lens is to see how this crew, in particular Michael Cropper, go from basically just being audio to being animated and to be an on-camera talent. And Mike, how was that for you? Because I don't know, I mean, of all of us, you have probably done the least on video uh is that is that or did, or did you i did that in front of 300 juries yeah. oh, okay so you're alive he was a stage he stepped off the stage okay no no the good thing about the the videos that you're talking about that we did folks are a half hour long and if you're going to deliver something that's half the time of our podcast you got to so bring I it. I made notes to myself what I was going to talk about, and, and not necessarily how I was going to do it, but this has always been fun in here. Steve gets animated. From the first time Steve came into Man Up class with you directing right, it, right. Bill, Steve was animated. He picked up the media and says, I'm enjoying this. Robert came in, and he looked like he thought about it a while, but he enjoyed it. You right. could see the difference. Right. But, but, but no. It was no, just to you, man. It was a jump. Steve. Steve gets animated about practically all his deliveries, folks. You right. just go back and listen. The excited one is usually Steve. Right. <laughs> and then, and then I'm, I follow up if I can. But, but the point is, um, no, it, it, I, I don't know why I was more animated for the pod, uh, telecast or videocast, but I did. I got really it was, excited. It was the morning. Maybe he's a morning guy. The film, we were always filming in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, and by the way, I'm going to just mention. All those episodes are available now on the Man Up YouTube channel. Oh so yes, please go yes, watch yes. them as you go through. Yes, yeah that that was that was some seriously great stuff. And we're going to go ahead and take our first break now. This is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors, pastors and church, church leaders. leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. Hey, and welcome back. This is our 300th episode. That's right. We are celebrating big time, and we're so glad that you're joining with us. You know, uh, 300 episodes, that's uh, for us. It took about six and a half years. And so we just want to go ahead and uh, just kind of talk about some of the things we actually went through and we shared with you folks out there. And I think the first thing, it probably happened our first was, year on. It was 2017. Yeah, it was Houston it, it Strong. Was, it was was Houston fall. Strong. I mean, it was uh, the Astros winning the yeah, World yeah, Series. Yeah. Four. It was basically four months after we started. Right. right, yes, right, right. We've right. been doing this for four months, and then all of a sudden, we, we, we have Hurricane been. Harvey. And and it's really funny. If you go back and listen to some of those podcasts, and I, I forgot to look up that. I looked up several numbers, but I forgot to look at these. You'll hear... The week before we talk about Harvey, 
we actually talk about, oh, you might have heard of this little tropical storm thing out in the Gulf of Mexico called Harvey. And that's exactly how we put it. Then we skipped a week that we'll talk about in a second. And then we came back and described what we went through Through. with Harvey. So we did miss one. We did. Yeah, that one. Well, we didn't really have a choice. (laughs) (laughs) I was in my house rationing coffee because I couldn't go anywhere to get more. (laughs) Well, I I can ask you, did the Astros really win the pennant that year? That's the, that was the year they won the world championship. The world there was a little controversy associated with it, but nonetheless, no, no, that no. was when we won. Period. That was. I'm saying. I'm just saying what the, the <laughs> facts are. There is. Oh no, no. I'm not. No, asked. It's, it's a. It's they are. They are in the books as as world champions. But that's when that whole their when their their whole rebuild came so to fruition. Great things happened that and year, and they've been there ever ever since. <laughs> right. Well, I, I remember driving out the Gulf Freeway. I had an aunt lived in Pasadena, and we would drive by the. Uh, the first stadium for the baseball team, right at right near Fingers Furniture, out on the left side. If you went out, Colt Stadium, down, not, not called uh, Buff, Buff Stadium. Well, Buff I, Stadium was I, the one. I, I, I don't know, but I remember seeing Colt Forty Five on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. I don't yep. know if y'all remember that, that build. Did you remember that one? I never. No. That's. Uh, uh, but anyway, so the, the and then they did they change their name in another name. Sixty four. They they went with the Astros. They were Colt Forty Five. Yeah, when they went to the Astros. So those bring back. Great right. memories for me, and of course they built a, a stadium that's air conditioned, folks. One of the few uh, baseball stadiums. <laughs> yeah, anyway. you got to have it down here. Uh, I, so, uh, but this Harvey, yeah, we were all bailing ourselves oh, out. Oh man, that we evacuated was evacuated for oh, a few. You evacuated. Mm-hmm. I did you, not. You had water in your. House. I had water in my house, and my, I got it out as you, fast you, as I you, could. You, yeah, I was. I like I said, we were we were islanded. Inside our house, <laughs> and I experienced the best of humanity uh, during Harvey. Neighbors that mm-hmm. uh, lived on my road that I didn't know their names, I waved to them as I drive by. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were helping out, and then we went uh, to help out. My kid, his buddies came and helped out, and they were delivering stuff to a shelter in this one guy's four-wheel drive truck, and he had a boat in the back in case they couldn't get there. I mean, you know, you I'm, guys I'm like that, guys like that, man. You don't expect that. You know, no, no, that's and that is so said, awesome. And that is, but, but yeah. and I've never quite put it this way, but, you know, you in the you you look at the media or you read your, you read your uh, social feeds and you think that everybody hates each other. Yes. And... I know I, I can only speak for well we've all had experiences here I can speak for the area not only just you know Sugarland but Houston all the way over to Louisiana we had the yeah. Cajun Navy we had guys like Kyle yeah, Kyle, Kyle was, was out there in Lake Charles um and there there was a coming together and and you know there's around here you know if you're not if you're listening somewhere in you know the great Great North, whatever you probably think, we're down here in Houston. It's all cowboys and pickup trucks and cowboy hats and stetsons, and there's some of that. But this is probably this is approaching the most diverse, most interracial, most international city in the country. Um, So you had you had, and you know, and I don't want to make this sound too kumbayish, but you had Christians, Muslims, Hindus. Catholic, Hispanics, Catholics. Right. I'm just putting religion, but you know, black, white, Asian, all these people together, and that, and then I'm going to say that 
for the most part around here, I've seen as the rule. Yes. People, I, I think a lot of this is ginned up, and it's a very dangerous to get caught up in. I think so, too. But, you know, and Gen Z and the younger generation gets a bad rap. Hey, Those kids, man, they them, were awesome. They, they, they stepped it up. I'll dog them on occasion, but I will admit that they... They will also step up in massive ways. Yes. And now let's go to the uh, one of the big ones. <laughs> let's go to COVID <laughs> and how COVID affected us. You know, I didn't realize that our last uh, podcast was recorded in the studio in Mar- March 11th of 2020. And we didn't return to the studio till June of 2021. So that's what uh, fourteen months yeah. that we were that we were Zoom and and the thing about it is and I'm sure a fair amount of you out there had to do Zoom meetings and that kind of thing. Although I really appreciate the technology, it was really disjointed for me. Uh, oh. It was better than nothing, but it wasn't better than being with the group and and honestly to for me the being with the group live is because we get all the energy this uh, this is awesome and then zoom is probably my well, least favorite. well you can listen I, in fact you you pull one out at random i probably could tell you oh that's zoom that that's live because we we, we actually had to like <laughs> we actually had a talk in turn right so, right right so, right, right. Yeah. yeah yeah that's right it couldn't I, get the reactions. We didn't really officially recognize COVID until January of uh, 2020, right, guys? Right. But I had it in November of ni- 2019. They mm-hmm. admit that it was here now. If you Google it, you'll find information mm-hmm. that says COVID was here prior to 2020. And I had a severe case of it in November of uh, in 2019. But anyway, the, n- the name of it is Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome. And mm-hmm. I don't have many respiratory problems, but uh, boy, I did when I got this. And uh, anyway, what about you guys? You guys have acute cases of it? I ultimately it? got it. Um, probably. I remember that's might have been. You missed your diving. Yes, uh, you yes. missed your diving you did. Yes. trip. And that's that's because that. we all got it at once, at least. And and yep. and it was we were doing so good. Where were you? Where were you? Um, we were supposed to go to the Florida Keys with the Boy down. Scouts, Florida with Pl- um, Sea Base. Sea Base. Okay. And it it must have been, it must have been that summer of 2020. No, no, it was summer 2021 because Filmont. Nick was supposed to go to Filmont in 2020, and that okay. got canceled. Okay. And so that's oh, why we ended up car- we ended up everything somehow carry. Oh well, we wow. because we really. I mean, and so so. uh but it, it is, a, actually, what is amazing about it, if you want to look, for, again, for one of these hand of the Lord, it's amazing. Well, first of all, our podcasts went through it. So many things did go through it. Now, I know we, we lost members um, during that. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm, yes, yeah, some older older people died, but members stopped coming to, stopped coming to church right. during the quarantine and never came back. Right. But many did. And I mean, I think around the country, churches are still basically coming back from this. Everybody, there's still this will be a talk about know, for years. This was the great that event. Did not come back yeah, from that will yeah, be remembered. Turn, right? Remembered. Yeah. This is like the generational thing. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it was, but you, I want to just kind of, maybe we'll, we'll come back to, to, you had the misfortune of getting hip surgery. Oh, in yeah. that oh, During that phase where nobody could go into a hospital. Uh, yeah. And let's go ahead. We'll jump right into that topic. And, you know, we totally appreciate the fact that we're sharing our lives with, uh, with our audience out there, and, and they've shared so many things that they're going through with us. And, yeah, uh, we've had, a, in, in the six years, we definitely have had a, a few things. I had a hip replacement, and uh, my hip, however, got infected. Basically, my fault, um, because I didn't fully recover before I went back to work, and it got infected, and they had to take that hip out, and I had to recover. I was basically uh, uh, bed-bound for six months, and then they put a new hip in, which works, and it's not infected, so it's awesome. Um, <clears throat> but that was that was during COVID, like Steve said, and nurses were coming around to me, I, rarely, but if they did come around, they were in hazmat suits. And it's one thing to feel like you're nothing, but it's another one to feel like you're an infectious disease. <laughs> uh, absolute horrible feeling. And uh, we have a blog uh, on our uh, No Church Answers website, and I actually wrote about the depression that I was in, the darkness of night. And it was horrible. And it's one of those things that, in a way, thank goodness I didn't have a femur. Because if I did have a femur, I would have ended it. That, but I couldn't move. So well, Bill, that you was part of my depression. Get visitors, not even I couldn't wife, get to visitors wife, or anything. No, yeah. uh-uh. No, I was... Yeah, uh, call and talk to you. And you said, I can't get a visitor. I can't yeah, have a can't visitor. Yeah, couldn't get anything. And then, and uh, as a matter of fact, the weirdest thing because of COVID, uh, you know how normally when you get released from a hospital, they say, ah, yep. oh, you know, we're going to keep you an extra day or so to watch. They came in to me and go, hey, you're probably going to be out this afternoon. Uh, I go, really? Yeah, I'll call my wife. They go, oh, as a matter of fact, here, I got a bag and let's put your stuff. They literally rolled me out of the parking, out of the hospital, into the parking lot. And I went away from Beverly for about an hour to get there from Sugarland. I'm out there in the parking lot by myself, you know. Yeah. Well, it's, and I had surgery at the September of 21. And it was, I woke up and I never had woke up with an oxygen mask before. And I woke up and I'm like, "Why well, I've got oxygen back on. I'm ripping it off. And I'm like, ah, leave it on. And then they come in and they start telling me why. And I'm like, why? So I start telling me all this stuff. And of course, I'm coming out of anesthesia. So I'm kind of in and out of it. And then they wheel me out to Mary. And I'm like, what happened? And she goes, well, I really don't know. They said they had to hold you. Well, that's not helpful at all. It's like right. I knew nothing. And it's kind of your experience, Bill, because she couldn't be in there with me. Didn't know. And, yeah. and I'm like. I, I actually looked at a nurse towards the end of it and said, this was the stupidest thing ever. They said, what do you mean? I said, you gave me instructions that I have no clue and you don't know them now. And I have no clue what you told me. I have no clue what I need to do now because you tried to give me something instead of a family member who was awake, alert, and whatever. Well, you know, point. and we talk about the infirmities that we have oh, yeah. as we get older 
but nobody had an injury that was theatrical like Steve Ditches, man. That was actually in the wake of Harvey. That that was was in the wake of Harvey because, because the reason I fell out of my attic was because, you know, after the rain had ended, we would come back home. But we knew we had at that point a leaky roof, and it was rain. You know, it was the after effects. So it was right. probably raining. This was really after Harvey, but it was it was September because I would be laid up through the whole World Series. Um, and yeah, I fell out of I fell through my attic, and and actually that is I I think it was a, a rather a conversion moment there. You know, you talk about eureka moment. It's it began to settle in because sometimes I still I still I still I still shiver when I think about it. How the near misses on that? How I managed to survive? Man, no kidding. How I managed to not like break my back or and, and real? I mean, I got banged. I did. Yes, well, I'm going to say I no, broke, 12, broke. Twelve broke, feet, Steve. Fourteen. Twenty feet. Twenty feet. Twenty, 20, 20 feet. Right. Stops. Right. Stop. Probably broken a bit by the banister on the second level, Christ. which may have didn't done a lot Slowed to save down. my life. Yeah. Um, and and landed just kind of on my side. Did not get a. Did not hit my head. At least not to any any oh not to a point where it caused a concussion or anything like that, um, and of yes, the the worst was probably my femur. Talk about it. that was that was banged that was shattered, and they they put a a a a, um, a, a titanium rod in there to to for, for it to heal, and they kind of reconstructed my right elbow. Very good doctor work, and. Um, and I did have a minor facial issue where they had to they had to do some uh, my orbital eye thing had to be a little bit of little almost almost a plastic surgery type thing, um, but no but but well from a from a from a faith perspective that that was like I there are guardian angels as I've talked about then. And I think I, I've talked it in the pot. You know, it's you probably have to go back through the numbers, but it was it was it was late 2017. I, I, I piped in a couple of times by phone, um, but there are guardian angels, and I and I said at the time everybody has a near miss story. Question is the question is is not does you know does God answer prayers? Is you know you're not dead yet. <laughs> so I mean, how many times you know do you how many times do you think you know you just just missed it? And, and everybody seems. When I talk about it, everybody seems to have a near miss story, whether they're believers or not, and it, it's it's where they want to take it. But but yeah, and and so that was. I'm, but the rehab was good. I, I I was blessed blessed in living in an area where where you have Tear, where you have Memorial Hermann, where you have really good physical therapy uh, and rehab rehabilitation. And it's I I was back until I. <laughs> Injured myself again and separated my shoulder. Just my shoulder. I was back running again. So um, I, I, it is. It is a lot. I I am very grateful, folks. If you drive in Houston, you have near misses all the time. <laughs> yes, <Right>. every day. <laughs> the people that don't have a near miss are pretty quiet, you know, <laughs> because they got hit. Uh, yeah, and uh, just a couple of things uh, before we get into. Uh, uh, recalling our favorite podcasts, uh, you know, uh, Professor, you've been through some almost as many uh, job changes as me. I, I have. Right? And when, when I started this, I had been with the company roughly 16 years. I left it after a year being here, went to another financial services company and trained for them with a year and a half. 
left them and got recruited into an oil and gas company as a trainer and then got cut up in a in a post-COVID layoff, in essence. And then now I'm with a second oil and gas company. And then I also had the misfortune and several of the men in the Man Up crew, Mr. Cropper especially, helped me. Um, we had a water line break in my house in which we, we had very distinct conversations with my family that we didn't use the F word, flood, <laughs> when oh. the insurance agent was over because that is a distinctly different kind of insurance. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, we had a water line break, and in essence, same effect as a flood, but clean water. So we got to move out of our house for six months, you know, which was really exciting. But yeah, a lot of, (laughs) I I think the answer is, it's always a lot of change in your life. And I think the only constant in life really is change. And I think you can see that as you look at us and what all we've gone through, as we've done this six and a half years. You know, we've had job changes and retirements and injuries and surgeries and and family members dealing with different things with different family members. And I think change makes that constant. And, you know, the thing about it is I I look at Mike and think about how he went from being, you know, a prosecutor, checking in every day, you know, sending people to the chair, you know, still, still being able to sleep at night, you know. You were doing twenty over electric chair for you, pal. Yeah, <laughs> but but now he's a kinder and gentler Mike. He's uh, you know he's retired. I'm Actually, for our for our folks at home, I only found out about this a few weeks ago when I was called to serve on jury duty for the traffic court. Yeah, and in for ca- traffic court, in Texas. Jury yes, duty? They, I didn't. I, I, I didn't. I was dismissed before I got to do anything. But but what we were told is that in Texas, uh, traffic violations are criminal violations. <laughs> yeah, but you are don't criminal take a... are criminal um, misdemeanors, and 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 they're not. You know, they're you. It's you, a yes, big deal. It's a fine. Yes, deal. yes, it's a big deal. And, yeah. and you know, they had to ask us. You know, would you be comfortable? Putting the hammer on someone. (laughs) Since you brought that up, uh, Mm -hmm. folks, yes, driving violations are Class C misdemeanors, but you don't think of them as a crime because there is no criminal record on a driving violation. Uh, There is a driving record mm -hmm. that Uh, it will affect and go to, and a driving record is not criminal. Uh So that's why I had so many trials. That's why I had so much fun. Uh, trying these cases, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up, Steve. Yes, but and and, and I will say this, folks. Um, I don't know if you've gotten many tickets. Hopefully not. But the experience I had was that many of the the persons who received tickets, even just for running a stop sign or speeding, like the guys have mentioned, they will lie as strongly as if they were charged with murder. <laughs> well, don't most people when they are on. They're making you prove, and I, I don't want to hijack this podcast, but, mm. but you know, Mike, honestly, even me being a man of faith, I am going to make sure you absolutely prove that I did what I'm in front of the court to have done before I get convicted. Well, it was a Plain good, good libertarian I said that is your right as an American citizen. The proof, burden of proof is on, on you. On, Mr. on you, absolutely. And, <laughs> yeah, but you and so, and you know what, it's so funny. <laughs> right, I get that, I get that deal about lying and stuff, but you know, 
That's why we have this podcast yes. here to talk this kind of stuff <laughs> out among word, men. That's right. We've got to have that as a scenario. <laughs> that's right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. All right, hey, welcome back. This is No Church Answers. This is our 300th podcast. And, you know, we just want to go ahead and uh, talk to fellas about um, some of their favorite podcasts, play a couple of clips, and we're going to start out with The Professor. So a lot of memorable podcasts, several book studies we've done over the time. And now um, we're actually doing a book study we'll mention at the end. But one of the things is we all became experts on the early Israeli kingdom. From podcast 110 to 111, we started with the call of Samuel through the reign of Saul and ended with David pretty much taking over. Then from podcast 213 to 222, we dealt with Solomon, his ascension to the throne, and the biggest church building project of all time, the temple in Jerusalem. In between that, from podcast 105 to 118, we dealt with David. Basically, from the time of David's ascension to the throne of both Judah and Israel until he was until he was dead. And in the middle of that, we dealt with what has turned out to be one of our actually most popular podcasts which is the most famous story, one of the most famous stories in the Bible, David and Bathsheba. And we did two podcasts, including a special on David and Bathsheba, and even got banned from Facebook because of those podcasts for some odd reason that we have yet to figure out. But it was one we really delved into what it meant to be a man and what man has they men as they approach their midlife really deal with and they go through and you know we probably all studied david but i don't know if i had ever put the tapestry of david's life together the way we ever did until we went through these podcasts steve i think you've got one clip for us well yeah we did in fact it comes back from the from the scenario part of the of the live telecast, the live broadcast, we actually that is on on video too. Of uh, the live uh, show we did it here, Sugarland Bass Baptist, and one of the scenarios is: What if you have a female massage therapist, a legitimate massage therapist, uh, uh, but she's female and your wife objects? But it's a prescribed med- medical process. So this is what some of the some of us talked about. 
I mean, if it is absolutely essential for my healing, I would have to get my wife on board with it. Well, but, I mean, the whole scenario here is the opposite sex. The easy answer, switch to a male. It's the easy, it's the quick. Your doctor wants it. I don't have to get a massage from a female. And if that's the whole issue... Uh, you know, marriage well, what is if she's comp- good. What if she? What if she's better than you admitted that? You yes. Might have a, well, you don't and, know that until you've done it. And if my wife had a problem with it, it's that okay. compromise that we're going to have to yeah. go with in marriage. And I'm going to have to say, babe, okay. I'm not going to go see Kim anymore. I'm going to go see Bill. Or well, no, I don't trust Bill. <laughs> but, I'm te- you know, dude, I'm terrible. Uh, Paul, whoever, I'm whatever, anybody other than Bill. But you know, if that was the scenario and it was clinically and it was helpful for you you're going to find an alternative to not make your wife mad this is 100%. one of those marriage things that goes into the long term how do i prevent everything and stay faithful that's part of it is i'm having mm-hmm. that communication with my spouse now folks <laughs> if the name of that massage parlor or the where he gets the therapy is delilah's massage we rub you the right way i would agree with my wife in a second boy i would not do it Anyway, okay. Right. How do you know I'm a, uh, Delilah's massage? There, well, that's, that's Mike. one. That's, that's the one Mike goes to. Okay. Well, and, and and but it was interesting because we talked about that. I think the other one was, and and we talked about the Billy Graham rule as a mm-hmm. part of this. You know, do you if you're out at work and and I'm honest, I travel now quite frequently for work. You know, what, what are my rules and limits and. Well, that is even tougher now because in the fifties, in the fifties, it was like, oh, it did not look good. But with the amount of of women supervisors and colleagues that are in the workforce, I still think it's something to be avoided. But if you're in a group, it's different. If it's breakfast or lunch, it's different. Uh, And and definitely, you should not meet. You basically should avoid. I think it's wise for any man to avoid alone in a one-on-one situation. Oh, with uh, yeah, with yeah. Uh, it's, that's just yeah. don't in, in, do it anymore. Yeah, and and it, and it also we talked about with David and Bathsheba. The mm-hmm. the other thing was okay. There was the sin, then there was the to quote Kyle Trahan, mm-hmm. Uriah got hosed. Yes, I couldn't <laughs> find him. Hard, hard, because mm-hmm. um, he gets killed, and then because that basically begins the cover up. And then my actual favorite part of the whole David and Bathsheba story isn't the whole David Bathsheba woo-woo thing. My favorite part about it is at the end, and I described it in that podcast as has kind of, you know, Matlock in the courtroom. I kind of picture <laughs> Nathan walking around the court, David, let me tell you about a guy. <laughs> you know, and he goes through the whole story about the guy that had, you know, you the rich man had all these sheep, and it was great, and a herdsman, and... There was this one man, and he had one baby lamb, and his family raised it and cared for it, and they got their milk from it, and it slept with them, and they loved it. Well, the man killed the man and stole the little sheep. And so I just pictured David standing up, storming around the courtroom. I don't know. Where is this man? Find him. Kill him. Off with his head. And then, you know, and then Nathan kind of wheels about, puts his finger in the middle of David's chest, and goes, you're that man. You know, and, and that is just... If you ever get a biblical picture, I think you really should get that biblical picture. I would like to comment on that. 
Ah, yes, and, I uh, figured not, the plot to get away. Um, <laughs> folks, the, real, the reason we did this several times is it's reality today. Oh, yes, it, it is. It is so, so prevalent today with husbands and wives sleeping around with other people, whether it's a pair of moors or whatever it is, that, and, and then they hide it. And if you catch them, and it, by the way, it's not against the law anymore, but if you catch them, they think, what's the big deal? That's mm-hmm. the way you find it in the news, find it in newspapers and Google news, whatever it is. Today, it's, um, it's okay to commit adultery if the two adults consent. This is the view we get from the news. Now, but, God said very clearly, one, mm-hmm. let me make one comment here. Thou shalt not commit adultery. And they say on the news and everybody else that condemns us says this is an antiquated rule. But let me tell you the key right here, folks. When lust grips your mind, you become blind. Can, can I go ahead We go got ahead, a clip. Go ahead, go ahead. We got a clip from, because the other, probably our, I think it's our most downloaded episode, was what we what we did on thou shall not commit adultery in the Ten Commandments. And 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 we addressed I, I that. I was going to say, this, this actually came after that. Right here, right here. This is a good one. But I think, I think the way we've presented it is that it's an explosively rewarding thing to do and and visual it's very visual mm-hmm. it captivates our imagination it captivates mm-hmm. our fantasies you're right and we've trivialized it but on the other hand we've made it look appear as though it's something well, we've trivialized we've made the act normal in that you should it's just like eating you've got to do mm-hmm. it you do, do you do it however you want it you do it whenever you want it you do it with whatever you want and we've trivialized it to that point. But, you know, but, but at the same time... So we're selfish. Right. And we've... Yeah, I, I have a whole, I have a whole statement that will, that will totally set everyone on end, and I'll go ahead and say it. This is your three-second warning for your children. One, two, three. I will tell you right now, after working with teenagers for, for, for over 30 years, and at the same time having lots of discussion with teenagers that all teenage premarital sex is mutual masturbation, no matter what they do, because all they care about is the other side of it. So I just went total no church answers on this. <laughs> wow. And, uh, and you know, my name is Bill Cox, and I'm the host of this list gay discussion. And I don't believe in... Uh, in adultery because it's bad enough I disappoint my wife. I don't want to disappoint anybody else. Uh, It's funny, we get into the uh, Ten Commandments. Uh, That was a great study. I didn't expect it to be as uh, dynamic, energetic, as deep as uh, what we went in. And honestly, for me, um, the first commandment, thou shalt not have... Thou shalt have no gods before me. And when we dove into that a little bit deeper, it made me realize that I'm not supposed to be take too much credit and I'm not supposed to make take too much blame um, for what goes on. Uh, my role is to, tr- to try to live in the spirit. Um, and with that, I want to go ahead and jump right uh, forward to... Uh, Steve Titch, uh, Faith versus Works. Yeah, uh, that was uh, a fun one. We did, I did, we did, we did on on a podcast, and then we followed it up with uh, a TV uh, episode, a TV version, and 
that, of course, is the great debate that sometimes... And, and, and it's now a youth Sunday school lesson that gets taught as <laughs> yes. part of our summer special every year. Um, and, and yes, and, and, and yes, it has legs. Um, it does. And, and uh, of course, you know, denominations split on it. It was much more important. Faith works. So I sprung upon this idea of, well, let's look at Let's look at two scriptures because nobody ever really does that. You know, let's, you know it's always we're going to pick one scripture. Uh, a good service will we'll maybe match it up with a psalm or something. But but if you look at in Galatians and you look at the letter of James and their respective discussions of faith and works, they almost interlock as a as a point counterpoint, and that's what we did. So here's a here's a here's an excerpt of that. I'm Paul. Robert is James. So we, too, have put our faith in Christ Jesus that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law because by the works of the law no one will be justified. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. James? What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Uh, And with that, I want to go ahead and uh, touch on uh, Throat of Fleece, Michael Cropper. Folks, all of you know the story about the fleece, and and of course Gideon. Um, It was podcast number 228 and 229. Uh, before the time of the, Israel's kings, God would use a person to deliver Israel from their enemies. And that person whom he used to deliver them was called a judge. All of you remember the story of Gideon in Judges 6. Uh, he was threshing wheat in a wine press to hide from the Midianites, who had conquered the Israelites as a result of the Israelites' sin and turning away from God, and God was allowing the Midianites to judge them. So God sends an angel to Gideon to call him, and he's going to lead Israel to defeat the Midianites who have destroyed Israel's crops and stolen their livestock. This is Judges 6, verses 1 and 14. So when it is time to go to war with the Midianites, Gideon is finally convinced, but he again asks the Lord to confirm that he is the one who will deliver the Israelites. And God confirms the answer with water on a fleece that he puts out before him. Those are Judges 6.37 and Judges 6.38. So the central point of the lesson, folks, is can I trust God? Can I put God to the test? Is that okay? Is that a sin to not know the answer and request a confirmation from God when he's having me do something that's very, very important or something that may be difficult or dangerous to me? Is it okay to ask God to prove his decision for me? So we men believe that there are times when you can ask God to confirm an answer. 
but we also believe there are times when you should not ask to confirm his choice. And uh, one time you can ask God to confirm his calling as if he asks you to be a missionary to a hostile nation. And here are a few examples, and I'm going to ask if the guys want to comment too on this. Here are a few examples of what God, uh, of what not to ask God to do. Since we're talking about test, testing the Lord, what would be, there's plenty of unacceptable tests that Ooh. we should not oh. ask the Lord. Okay, we, okay. I think we could okay. have fun with okay. that. I've got, Let's talk I've got about that just for a minute. Stories right? on that one. Right? So, so my favorite one is, is the guy that says, Lord, give me a scripture. He opens the Bible up. The last two are, he opened it up. Judas went and hung himself. Right, right. And he goes, that can't be it. He opens it again, and it's and it goes, go and do likewise. You know? I mean, I mean, but well, when you say to, test, to, let's, let's, I want to I go ahead, right, to, to, biblical, to, to, to something teaching. But I think, I think humble, another... The, the things that go along another with Another thing, reason, another yeah, way yeah, not yes, to, is, to, is to, like, expect God to uh, pull your coals out of a fire. Um, when I, you got him in, uh, right? I didn't. When, when you I went didn't, into the room, I didn't, that's right. I didn't study for this exam, but I'm going to pray really hard because you know, and and I'll stake my faith You're, on the fact that the, the I, don't a, know, that I don't know, I don't know, squat about this subject. I'm going to walk into that exam tomorrow and and ace it, or or anything, or or I didn't prepare yes. my presentation for the boss. God help me with a sign, and it's. God is not, you know, is is not the bullpen here. Yeah, it's not yeah. Mariano. It's not. He's but, not Mariano Rivera well, or. Well, or he's not going to solve your cousin. Can, <laughs> can I use my tithe this week for a down payment on a new car, Lord? Because I really need the yes. new car, right? Yeah, no, no. See? That is. And the answer to these is no, folks. If you're not catching what we're getting at, these but, are un- but it, unacceptable. But it's one of those things where, and I do, I think part of the problem is. A lot of people want to view Christianity as a transactional religion. Mm-hmm. Christianity is not a transactional yes. religion. It is relational. It is all about, first of all, our relationship to Christ, and then second of all, our relationship to each other. Folks, I don't believe the, the, the last statement on that podcast is on, and what Steve just played for us, but it's a great one. We are closing out and we're giving our takeaways from the podcast. And uh, Bill asks us, what do we have to take away? And Roberts repeats Mike's statement. He says, do not ask God if you can marry a non-Christian. And then he, he answers himself. <laughs> he, says, uh, he says, well, I guess it depends on if she's really hot or not. <laughs> right. Okay, guys, if you don't know how. <laughs> Folks, we had podcast number 278. Uh, Steve had asked me if you mentioned about that. And... Uh, mm-hmm. Is, is that okay? That's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Should Christians watch horror movies? Now, that folks, that's not the, the basis of study. The study is 1 Peter 1, verses 10 through 17, which, of course, Bill reads. Um, in, in, in podcast number 78, we address holy living. So what's the definition of holy living? And what's the definition specifically of the word holy? Merriam-Webster defines it as a holy God, as holy divine for the lord our god is holy that's one two exalted or worthy of complete devotion as one perfect in goodness and righteousness so jesus was holy he was holy and pure and he did not follow the rules which the pharisees defined as necessary to be holy but yet we know he was holy and not only was he holy but he was pure 
So I'm going to ask you, if we seek to live a holy life, does that mean, now, do we homeschool our children? Do we listen to only the Christian music? Do we watch only Christian TV? And do we attend only Christian concerts? Talk about when there's this whole idea of, uh, of how much do you engage in the world? How and, and and I think that there's a passage in Philippians about we're supposed to contemplate all the things that are good, all the things that are worthy, and so to do horror movies fit in that, to do, do thrillers. Um, but I, I think, I, I was reading recently that the letter to the Philippians was not written like the letter to the Corinthians as an admonishment letter. He wasn't shaking his finger. In fact, he thought the Philippians were a very good congregation. He thought of them, he prayed of them, he, he actually... Uh, thanked them for their spiritual support. Um, and he was more or less reinforcing what they were doing. Um, but there are, what we, what we kind of talked about is, you know, are, are, should we just cloister ourselves or should we engage the world even if it means getting a little dirty, even if it means doing things we like, even if it means, and then Paul speaks to this, I guess even if doing things that perhaps somebody else couldn't do. And that's where the gambling came came in, or even drinking alcohol. Uh, we're we're not supposed to lead people into trouble, uh, and then that, you know, comes with a, you know, a balance. And and it really comes down to, yeah. in my mind, Romans twelve too. You know, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good and perfect will. And it goes down to my other clip where I was talking about a transactional nature. Mm -hmm. If we take Christianity as more than transactional, then we have to let it be part of us and transform ourselves with it. So, so here's where I kind of discussed the most important thing. Except on this podcast where we literally broadcast it out. I, I don't talk that much about uh, poker play, uh, if people ask. Um, because, you know, there's always some schnook out there, I hate, sorry, who says, well, if, if Steve, if Titch can play in the World Series of Poker, well, I'm, I'm going to go out and stick my $10,000 in. And I say, bro, I didn't pay you to play in the $10,000 event. <laughs> I, and I, I have a poker bankroll, and I got my wife's permission, <laughs> or my wife's okay with it. <laughs> I've got the proper permission. I exaggerate. Spousal approval is important. I exaggerate a bit, but but uh, <laughs> there you have it, folks. Steve has cleared it up for us. If you, you have your wife's permission, anything is holy. <laughs> Excellent. As we come down to the end of this one, I just want to make a make sure that we get before we get too far along. Special thanks to Sugarland Baptist Church. Kyle Trahan, Earl Lloyd, Sandy Templeton, Dr. Chris Curran, Dr. Taylor Sandlin, David Gibson, Pastor Larry Post, Tan Trong, our video editor and engineer, and numerous other people that have helped us uh, in the production of this podcast, whether they were part of the crew, uh, part of the camera, just it. It does, it does take a village uh, to get all of this done. And so I'm going to go around the room and just get some ideas from the fellows on, you know, what's next? What's next? Start with uh, Steve Titch. 
We've upped our game a bit in terms of what we're, we're, the studies we're looking at. We're in the midst of an N.T. Wright book, and uh, last we just came off um, Chad Bird's study of Jacob, which was a whole lot of fun, and because because up to now we've generally been doing generally been doing uh, the Texas Baptist publications of of they they do a series of Bible studies that we use in our own ABF. So we kind of we kind of pulled double double duty when in terms of. We know what we're doing on Sundays so we can carry it over. So we, we've upped the game a bit because now we're doing something different than what the church is doing week to week. Uh, and it's kind of, you could say, is looking forward, but this is kind of, again, how we started. We started in, in work and life. Yeah, life and uh, work. We started, we, we did uh, seven battles men can win, so men must win. Uh, and so so we'll be doing, I hope, more than that. more of that. We have, though, I'm excited about coming up uh, is again the, the Texas Baptist publication, GC2. Um, they somehow suborned, uh, shanghaied, or otherwise invited many members of our own Sugarland Baptist Church staff to write the series that's either coming up next or coming up 13 more weeks or so down the line, which would be us around 20 weeks. So that'll be that'll be exciting. We will be on board for that. And uh, who knows what else might come. Excellent. Michael Cropper. Folks, I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, I would like for your suggestions. We would, In fact, we would all like to hear your suggestions as to where we take the, what subjects maybe to cover in our podcast. Uh, like the, the guys have said, we adultery is, has been very popular. David and Bathsheba has been very popular. Um, anything that you think you would like to hear more than likely somebody else out there has the same desire to hear us discuss on this podcast. So we are open to hear from you where I'd like to see us go again is to get some recommendations from you folks and to carry forth that, that what you would like us to do. Excellent. Uh, professor. So I know Steve and I have talked about this and we're going to do at least one, if not multiple, episodes on the TV show The Chosen, which is going to be a really interesting study for us. Um, it's going to be totally different. Um, might be some video, because I'm kind of thinking kind of along the lines of new rock stars type shows that where they watch the uh, Marvel movies and then talk about the Easter eggs and things that are going on behind the scene with it. And so I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that, because I've been a... I have been a fan of The Chosen because The Chosen has brought to life how I visualize the Bible. I've always had this theory that what we get in the Bible is the sanitized version of things and not necessarily, you know, my whole description earlier of Nathan, I am 90% certain if they portrayed that scene in The Chosen, it would be very similar to how I just described it. You know, you get the whole thing of, of, as Mike loves to say, Jesus tweaking the Pharisees. I, I think he had a blast doing that. I'm kind of with you, Mike. Mm-hmm. And and there's just one part in the chosen where they go into the synagogue, the they heal the person in the synagogue, they're walking out after they pray, and and Peter comes up to Jesus and he goes, Wow, Jesus, you just really messed with the Pharisees. That that was really different. I don't understand why you did that. And Jesus just looked at him and said, get used to different. I just wanted to uh, just say, of of course, uh, I want to continue on. What's next for us is, you know, 
uh, more podcasts, more content, but also make more of a difference in the audience's life, whether it's uh, whether it's you out there that are listening or those of you that we get to see in the live events or, or whatever. We just want to continue to make a difference. But I, what I have really liked about this particular podcast, though, is not only has it deepened my faith, but I'm one of these people that I really like sayings, or and that kind of stuff really sticks with me. And one that I don't remember what podcast it came from, but I know for a fact it came from Steve Titch. What it says is, men worship work, they work at play, and they play at worship. And I hope you're not one of those guys. So it's been a great time, fellas. And we'll be back next week with podcast number 301. We'll be picking up on the study of N.T. Wright, Strictly Jesus, a new vision of who he was, what he did, and why he matters. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go. Go and participate and find a small group that you can have small group discussions like this and find one that is men only. If there is a one, start one and don't take any church answers. You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content.